You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hi, welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, season eight, episode thirty-six. I'm John, and I'm joined by John. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, John. How are you? I'm good, John. Good. No, I'm good, John. What's that? No, I'm good, John. Oh yeah, you're. Aye, you're good, John. Aye. What, yeah. what John am I this week? I was thinking maybe F bomb John would be suitable for you. F bomb John. I don't know if that's catchy. I don't know, but we'll see. It's the, it's the I suppose we'll see on the pot. Well, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Aye, <laughs> uh, it depends what we talk about. Chris hasn't wanted to wind me up as well. Yeah, um, true. So I think he's cracking my off or something like that. Is that what he said? Oh, no. Something so, so, so like that, wasn't it? Yeah, you, uh, you've, you're definitely staying filthy, John, after that comment. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I plenty to talk about. We'll try and kind of condense it this week because we're kind of conscious of the fact they've been a bit long recently. So mm-hmm. let's go back to last midweek, last Tuesday, which was glorious, superb. All the talk was about how big a game it was for Rangers on Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> no much talk about Aberdeen, which I think the way, is the way McInnes likes it and the players. Cosgrove is out, etc, etc. Rangers overwhelming favourites. I think Aberdeen were 6-1. Um, even though really? what Aberdeen had done previously in Ivers and also at Hamden. And another clean sheet in Glasgow. And could you get off a better start, could you? Yeah, it's four clean sheets in the. Uh, so yeah, it's four clean sheets in, or sorry, four clean sheets in the last five at, in Glasgow. Um, the only one goal can see was at the League Cup final, but yeah, it couldn't have been enough to a more perfect start. Um, nice assist by Glenn Kamara. Um, but what terrific um, shimmy by McGinn to make sure he got the space and the good finish. Uh, question marks over Tavernier's defensively, which is why we always say why don't feel um, wingers attack him more. And exploit his obvious weaknesses, but and McGinn did that and finished it absolutely perfectly well, and yeah, it set us up nicely. You you just wondered, worried, had we peaked too early in the game, and you know, with Rangers likely come back in it, and they had a lot of possession, but um, from what I saw in the highlights later on and what I heard on the radio, um, there was they didn't really threaten at all. Um, I think Joe no. Lewis had one one routine save from a free kick and. Yeah, that didn't really come to much, to be honest, but yeah, it was comfortable first half. Yeah, I got to see the game. Um, periscope, not my boy, found a periscope of the first half, which was from the, the home end, which was interesting, because I, I couldn't watch it in mute, but then I wanted to watch it in mute, because obviously some of the reaction was a bit uh, interesting. Um, second half, somehow I managed to find the Premier Sports coverage of it, live. Um, Are you promoting this so, online? I don't know well. <laughs> I I don't know how because it it was the Premier Sports coverage and I'm thinking well how can that manage it? That was in Periscope and all that. So yeah, I um, yep yep. So I, I stick to that and managed to hear to Stephen Craig and all that type of thing. No, but it was a, an actual. I could watch it properly because it was yeah. the, the proper pictures as opposed to any kind of dodgy. Well, mm-hmm. it was dodgy obviously because shouldn't really watch it. Yeah, I mean Aberdeen just. They weren't playing like what they have done previously. I think probably that's a wee bit more attacking intent, I would say. 
Um, in terms of obviously before against Celtic or Rangers being accused of being overly defensive, that's changed this season because you've got Shinny and Ferguson in the middle of the park as opposed to maybe a Tom Ball or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom Ball again, terrific at right back. Got to say, there was obviously the criticism yeah. last season, the semi final in particular, um, and you probably thought Tom Ball's never ever going to play right back again. I know he think he might have filled in again at some point, but it, I mean, just terrific. It, it means that he's moved to right back. Logan's not been missed it has to be said yeah. and to be fair to Logan after the game I think someone mentioned about how there is how and how well Don Ball played and uh, someone said to Logan oh you'd be worried about not getting your place back and Logan was like well if we keep winning then fair enough so yeah. just a thought really professional performance again um, I thought Gerard played in turn hands again he obviously knows how I wanted to set up because it's not, it's not as if we've not done it before this season um, I would say there wasn't really a point that I thought I was worried, which was weird. Usually, you'd be worried. That's maybe that weird bit of self-doubt. But yeah. second half came out, you're hoping to keep it tight, obviously, after half-time, especially what happened in the, the first leg. Mm-hmm. And Morellas was kept particularly quiet. Considine and McKenna, again, superb. I mean, McKenna, the superlatives from that gate, you just... He didn't put a foot on. Well, it just gets... Um, Ellis was as usual, got wound up. Yeah. Um, maybe not to the extent as he has in other Aberdeen games. Um, it was a different extreme rather than him kicking out at people like he's done the previous, um, you know, three games he gets sent off. Um, he's resorted to diving the, the two cup games. Um, you know, I don't know why Rangers appealed that first, the, the one that he got booked for. Um, because when you look at some of the other instances, especially late on in the game, his theatrics were just ridiculous. Um, he was at it all night, and then he was trying to, you know, do the um, imaginary card waving to try and get someone. But I think it might have been Ferguson at that point. Um, but that's a booking offence itself. So he was actually lucky to be kept on the park whilst he wasn't kicking. Yeah, it. Yeah. He was diving and no imaginary card waving. But you know, it's amazing. That, interesting you're talking about confidence. Um, usually, I'm the pessimistic one at the service, but I was quietly confident that we could win um, and I think at first I thought our chances had gone after the first, the first game at Pataudry because we missed a couple of really good chances we should have um, had that game win at, at, at home but that's just typical home form which we'll come on to later um, yeah. but when Stevie Smith came out with uh, the comments that Aberdeen have wasted their chance and Derek McInnes knows it I just thought stick that in the dressing room mall and that will motivate the team and I just had a feeling that we were going to do it and once Conor McLean made it to know, I, I felt the game was won. I felt it was safe, and yeah. as it obviously turned out to be, because um, Rangers, um, they rely too heavily on Morelos, and uh, they've not got that number 10 type player. When, Celt- when we're playing Celtic, you've got like Ryan Christie, Cal McGregor, Tom Rogic, um, and then some of the wingers like Forrest and Sinclair, obviously. Rangers don't have that that player that can make oh, a difference in the middle no. of the park. They've got Decent midfield players, but they're not really ones that can kill, play that killer kind of pass. No, our field is they're that, all much the but, same, I think, in midfield. Yeah. There's, there's no variety. No, no, not at um, all. I think Gerard and you worry a wee bit sometimes about a width, like Ken, if he's on his game, candy ass, but we quote well with him as well. I mean, yeah, Ryan Kent's a typical winger, and that he can go missing in games. Um, he's a good player when he's on it, but. Um, he was uh, the first old firm game of the season. He was posting missing, but then came out the next one um, playing well. But he was very quiet in the 
the game I was saying it's this and thank goodness <laughs> um, and Candy yeah, he, had one good, he had one good opportunity for delivery and he wasted it Aye, I mean, there's no doubt Kent's a good player, but I don't really see him being that much better than what we have, and there's talk of, like, £3 million. I suppose that's maybe because it's prices from down south. Yeah. But, yeah, we begin. Um, I suppose the other one that we obviously missing with Guy Stephen, which some people were concerned about, but McGinn, obviously experienced player. And actually, in a way, we've spoke about it, maybe McGinn needed a wee bit of time out of the team just to maybe refocus, not refocus as such, but just realise, you know, guaranteed your place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think your number one first choice going off just now is McLaren. Mm-hmm. He's been terrific since he came in. I don't know if that we spell out when uh, McKay Stephen came back in, but I just think he's direct, strong, does a job tracking back as well. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, just really good performance. Eight semi final in six years. Mm-hmm. Great record again. Joe Lewis and our clean sheet, that's 51 clean sheets now. Since he signed, which is a superb record as well, and credit, you've got to give credit to the defence as well, the whole team actually. I think that's a thing. Aberdeen defenders as a team might not be pretty to watch all the time, but yeah. there is that, um, the, there is the options up front. And Stevie May, I thought again, tireless worker, yeah. uh, played really well. So, yeah. Terrific assist for the, the McLennan goal as well, and it was well taken. Um, and we might as well mention it to Alzo because it's almost um, as if he's been proven right with Greg Stewart that he doesn't seem to be quite fit our system, but we managed fine without him. Um, uh, uh, well, he, was, <laughs> he was... Uh, the, uh, McKenna did mention he had a hip injury, um, and that was why he considered it in the future, but I think as well against Rangers, the first leg, he was largely anonymous, so I don't feel he was missed. Ugh. Yeah. He probably could add something into our team if maybe we all wanted to be really, really expansive. But mm-hmm. certainly I don't think he suits playing with... I was going to say he doesn't suit playing because He probably suits playing more because Grove maybe than maybe even then. I'm not quite sure. Yeah. Um, but I think Steve... I would I would still be main Cosgrove. That, that's the, the partnership worked really well in December. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's up to then maybe Greg Stewart to influence the game elsewhere whether it's off the bench and then the others place back but Rangers from Rangers point of view and you can speak to Rangers fans their major concern is yeah they obviously realise there's been progress this season but the the lack of plan B I mean they've been on Lafferty and Defoe and go three up front I actually thought maybe Lafferty might play kind of wideish but just nothing if you're chasing the game surely you want maybe be a bit more in terms of creativity as opposed to just lumping up it's not as if uh, even though Lafferty's like fair size it's not exactly a target man no. I just thought they were, the Rangers were devoid of ideas and if you're a Rangers fan you would be really disappointed at that performance oh yeah uh, the majority of Rangers fans have always like, condemned the performance because it wasn't good enough um, you know they don't even use the so-called default uh, not default Morelos penalty instant um, the one that he dived um some some Rangers fans say that was a turning point, but other Rangers fans will no, he did dive and it didn't make a difference. And Stephen Gerrard, to be fair to him, um, didn't make any excuses. Uh, the only disappointing from our point of view in the games that Graham Shinney picked up his um, second book of competition, which means he's out at the semi-final. I don't think it was an eight-booking game from an Aberdeen point of view. I thought some of the bookings were really soft and ridiculous. Like the one McKenna got, for example, was Curtis of Morelos' fall. But we couldn't argue the Graham Shinney one, unfortunately. Um, yeah. They're missing the semi final. But by the great marketing from um, Aberdeen for that semi final, because um, they also did the Angus the Bill poster um, where he's wiped out 
old firm semi-final and scored out Rangers and written in Aberdeen. <laughs> I thought that, and uh, the hashtag rewrite yes. the script. I thought that was genius. Aye, well, folk are asking now, are we getting the Aberdeen end at Hamden? As opposed to, uh, because we're there that often. The, the, the other thing as well, from the point of view in the game, um, that I thought was good from Aberdeen point of view is we didn't let Rangers get into a full play. We were maybe like giving away cheap cheap fouls just so that Rangers don't get a rhythm going, and that's part of the game is to get is to give away fouls and to kind of do that. And again, Rangers can't cope with a physical game, and that was proven. We'll come on to that again at the weekend in terms of the game against Kilmarnock. Yeah, um, but they, they don't like the physical side of things. No, they certainly don't. Yeah, they certainly don't. And um, well, I'll mention Alan McGregor um, from the game last week and the game at the weekend. Um, a bit petrol when things don't go his way. Um, you know that he was trying to get Alan McGregor sent off on two occasions. You know the the second one where McGinn, you know, went for the ball, caught McGregor, and McGinn went straight to him say sorry. And McGregor ran straight to the referee and shouting. I thought it was yeah, but right out of order. And um, and then at the weekend um, when. I think it was, was it McElhaney that, I can't remember the commander player that was taken out by Goldson, McGregor tries to boot the ball at him, and I just thought, Aye, aye. Yeah. He's first back the dam with this last month, you know, um, with the way he's left the Scotland squad all of a sudden, uh, three months ago, he was alright playing Europa League, um, and with Rangers and uh, for Scotland, and then all of a sudden, doesn't want to play for Scotland anymore because he needs to rest for club games. Nah. I'm yeah, I think it's it. just embarrassing as an experienced professional. Because yeah. he, he's a great keeper. No one can doubt that. Oh, aye. Um, but the other antics, there's no need for it. No. Uh, but there are semi, there are not semi quarter. Um, hearts and Partick Thistle. And the Hearts got a wee bit of a scare. Hearts were very fortunate to win the game. Um, they did well to come back from a goal behind to turn it around to 2 1. Um, they got a second penalty, which I didn't think. I thought it was quite soft. And certainly Partick Thistle should have the penalty in the last minute. Um, with the, the tangle of a bear on Smile Story, but the referee didn't buy it and uh, Hearts get through. But yeah, it's opened up nicely for them. Um, but it would be easy in the semi final um, against Inverness. But if they don't reach the Scottish Cup final, I know they've got Nate Smith out um, probably, but if they don't reach the Scottish Cup final, questions are going to be asked of Keith Levine. Oh, I mean, they've had a fairly favourable draw, certainly. Um, yeah. I don't know if it's a, a... I don't think it's a given that Hearts beat Inverness. Um, it's not a given, but it's a tie that's there's a man, to There's win. a man to the tie as well with John Robertson. Mm-hmm. That that side note, but I just... I, I don't think Hearts are that great a team. Uh, they're a good team. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I just... I think they're, they're too heavily dependent, as we've said, in one man, and that's Stephen Naismith, who's obviously out again. Um, and they're talking about him being back for the Scottish Cup final. Well, they need to get to it first, so. Because um, he's out for another. Was it eight weeks? He's out for this time. Yeah. Um, yeah. M- missing the semi final, yeah. so they'll need to find another way of winning, because it didn't work for them again at the weekend. Yeah, I mean, they went with Whiting. Uh... Last week, Grant came out with the cold in terms of playing with Nick Petra. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I don't really think they've got consistency, consistency of selection as well. Um, Michael Stewart harps on about it. I think we've mentioned it before. 
mean, creativity, they, they do struggle massively in terms of creativity. You look at a midfield, it's generally all midfielders. Sean Clare's a, a, a striker playing out wide. Moreni's um, mm-hmm. okay. Morrison, earlier on in the season, I thought really, really good, but Levine doesn't seem to... I don't want to say trust him, but he's not really maybe put his faith as much in younger players this season. No. And to the extent he did last year. I mean, Harry Cockton, he had the, what maybe thought was a breakout season last year, mm-hmm. and he's kind of not really featured. Um, he's destroyed his confidence. That's what Levine's well, done. I think. Yeah, you but, would think so. Um, maybe I'm just in an Craig Levine mood. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hearts just keep it. You know, it's like, I mean, there was the start about how many players' hearts have signed since Levine has been either in charge or director of football and it was astonishing that players have signed it's but, but that's bad but that's hard. that's been hard for years since Romanov was there they were all buying so many players a season and that's not good for morale I don't think as well yeah I always think you're you're happy if your team in the summer brings in maybe three three or four I suppose it depends what goes out mm-hmm. but sometimes with hard I think it's quantity over quality and yeah I think so um I think that's something that annoys a lot of Hearts fans, to be fair. You know, they don't want to see too many players coming in. They want a bit of um, continuity with selection. Um, I mean, you think of some of the Hearts teams that have done well, like the team that won the 98 Scottish Cup and um, the team that won the 2006 Scottish Cup. There was a good spine to each side, um, but and that's something that they just need to get back. They've obviously not been helped with the fact that Berra and Suter were both out injured at the same time, and Nick Piazzo, I'll pronounce it for you, was injured and Naismith was injured. That didn't help the rhythm, but you can't keep chopping and changing all the time and expect to get results. And that's why they've fallen a wee bit down in the league and why they're fifth and not minimum third. <laughs> yeah, I think the thing I find with our recruitment is it's a bit scatter. It's a scattered approach. Mm-hmm. Like try and land, like sign as many and see if some work. The other thing as well was Hearts are in a good position in terms of. Financially, I'd say they're pretty well off, and they probably have the the potential to attract maybe players that Aberdeen can in terms of where they're located. Because folk do prefer that being in the central mm-hmm. belt, I think. Yeah, and they're probably in a, in a better position that way. I think I've seen this week Halk has been linked with them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, talk that maybe there might be an agreement there, but I think Halk will have quite a few shooters. Uh, pardon the pun. So, <laughs> already there. Um, so yeah, be interesting to see what happens in the close season. Because um, again, like last summer, generally maybe they like Aberdeen, Hearts, Hibs are after the same players. Even maybe sometimes Rangers as well. Now, mm-hmm. um, which makes it more difficult to maybe get the right players in. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot more potential at Hearts. I mean, they always had that spell where they went down at the championship after being administration. The fans, the way they back their team to get, you know, to back roll them and get them back up. They're, the backing's incredible from their yeah. support, and you know they've got to give full credit to it, and they've continued to do so ever since we, um, the help of Anne Budge, obviously. Um, and I just think they're in a position where, having stabilised themselves again, they should be looking to push that a bit further and getting to cup finals on a regular basis, um, and you know. Performing, um, getting into Europe through the through the league is the minimum. Um, what Hearts should be expecting a bit like ourselves, and but yep. they just seem a bit erratic. I mean, again Saturday, I mean, yeah, Hamilton have been a very improved side, but Hearts' performance from what I saw looked timid. And again, there was a lot of changes. Like Piazza went out, Vanacek came in. He should have had a goal, um, but he didn't look particularly great. Um, 
and they were just Hamilton could have been a couple of goals up before they eventually got their first goal and it was a well taken goal by McGowan very well taken oh yeah yeah, it was his first goal for the club as well yeah what a way to do it and a right back um, yeah. but they are I mean they really have started to turn it around I mean they're six points clear of uh, the playoff position and those six points have come against Aberdeen and Hearts yep uh, I mean I'm probably fed up saying about how Hamilton do what Hamilton do but it does in terms of maybe their approach in terms of style of play is a bit different under Rice but in terms of the ability to grind out results mm-hmm. just, they just know how to do it so credit to them again um, clean sheet maybe can kind of boost for the defence and yeah Hearts whether it was maybe I don't know tiredness because I know certainly in terms of well, come on to Aberdeen um, it can I suppose maybe play a part in it I, I sometimes find that a bit bizarre though I, I know it's a physical game and there's contact and all that type of thing and all that, but it's a squad game maybe I don't know the whole that we're tired I mean, really you look at tennis players and the amount of distance they put in over a, a maybe a five or match sometimes three or match mm-hmm. oh yeah I don't know I've not played in a level of any sports I don't know but I just always find the whole tired thing a bit of a kind of maybe a partly an excuse it's a, it's amazing how teams get tired when they don't win yes um, I mean, you look at Lionel Messi. Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo are the two um, best footballers in the world right now. Obviously, um, two of the best ever. When do they ever miss games? Very rarely. Even yes, in games, yeah, they might um, get left out if Barcelona have won the league by ten points. Got a Champions League final coming out, um, and Juventus the same thing in Italy. But um, they rarely miss a game. Very, very rarely. Even at international level, they don't really miss much. Um, they might get the odd exception but um, there's certainly no complaints for them about fatigue they want to be playing 50-60 games a season scoring 40-50 um, goals or whatever it is they get um, and I just think too many players don't have that same desire yeah aye um, we've got Aberdeen out there as well from what happened on Saturday not a massive surprise and I think Livia obviously a good team back in form there's disappointment after the cup game, but just you know, again, it's maybe a bit like we're saying about uh, Gerard knows what to expect with Aberdeen, you know what to expect with Livingston. I think Matt Slow came out afterwards, I read an interview with him, it was really good actually. And he was saying, I mean, you know what to expect to when you play them. He did mention a bit of kind of tiredness again, which was like, oh, okay, in terms of off the back of three massive games and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but he, he was conscious of the fact he said, yeah, we just weren't good enough, um, maybe. No player really did their job to the the best of their ability of what they can do. The home form again, that obviously since the turn of the year, it's just it's bizarre. Um, I, I, in terms I, of how good they've been away, I, I do think we should be playing away better though when teams come on to us. Um, we, yeah. we try and break teams down, but we're, we're not the greatest at it, and that comes down to probably you said about Rangers, we don't have a number ten, and maybe have a. A bit more variety to our play when things aren't going away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we don't um, have that. You know, Ryan Christie also went back to Celtic and look how well he's been doing. Kenny McLean also left a big hole in that midfield and he's doing phenomenally well for Norwich um, since he's um, come back from injury and got into the team. 
So, um, but we've not replaced the, that kind of player, and it is difficult to get that kind of player. Um, but you know, we should still be doing better at home. You know, one what is it, one win in ten or one win in nine? And that run includes having Stennis Muir, the bottom of League Two, so League One, and the the Scottish Cup. It's just not a good run. The only team we've beaten is Queen of South, who are on a bad run in the Championship. Um, I don't know. It's maybe we need to get a psychologist and convince the players we're playing at Ibrooks. Um, the next home game we've got and see how it gives an up to them just do just anything. start a petition that will play all, all our games away from home aye, play them all in Glasgow um, <laughs> aye see how that goes yeah. shoot me in terms of going to see games but uh, aye. aye I suppose Greg Stewart could be number 10 but I don't ever think he is a, a, a 10 as such he's more like a second striker yeah I he's not so. like a someone that's going to thread a ball through or, or that kind of way um, well, Campbell's obviously I think get a bit of about a bit in midfield that maybe frees up yeah. all those or even him picking a pass and I thought he would maybe slightly harsh on him dropping out the team or going to the bench yeah. but I think Mikel's trying to protect him at the same set, same yeah. time but um, you know because he also had that start and he was excellent at Ibrox um, even took one for the team by getting, this, um, getting a book in but yes um, but it was probably right to take him out and Obviously, go with me and Cosgrove was the front two, but it didn't work in this occasion. Um, but Disappointing goal to lose as well. Oh, very. I mean, Halkett's just got free at the back post and someone's not following around a sibling in the middle. Um, it's an easy tapping, but credit to Livingston, I think. For what I saw in the highlights in sports scene, they were worthy of their point and we weren't good enough. As simple as that. Yeah, I originally, yeah. Yeah. I did it on Saturday when they go I, mean, I think they did originally come into Halka but yeah definitely Sibbald get the yeah. touch over the line but yeah they've been just lovely again doing what they do like set PCs getting balls in the vaults and it causes all sorts of problems yeah and it it's a, a pain because obviously you had the Rangers game at the weekend Rangers and Kilmarnock to the teams well Rangers 8 points clearly us um, we could have closed the gap didn't do it um, and Kilmarnock we didn't go further ahead of them. Um, it's just as you were, just a point ahead. So the race for third and the only other guaranteed European spot in the league suddenly becomes more interesting again. Yeah, the disappointment as well is that's like the last couple of times Rangers have dropped points, we've dropped points too. Yeah. Taking advantage, but that is what it is. The the, the big one that it, it certainly uh, hips. Mind they touched on that even sports team whether they could actually become a factor in third and the run that they're on just now um, and the fact obviously when it comes to the split if Hibs get in the top six which it's looking like now probably will with five point yeah. games to go um, you never know only seven points behind Aberdeen mm-hmm. eight games to go yeah it's not much at all um, when you think it and they've got momentum going unbeaten under Paul Heckenbottom so yeah, Aberdeen um, and Kilmarnock need to be careful as well. Um, you know, make sure that they don't allow Hibs to get into that gap because Hibs have got good enough players. I mean, McNulty's been a terrific player this season since they brought him in, and he's so much so he's got himself in the Scotland squads and well done to him. Um, yeah, well taken penalty. And David gave a nice heady single. They were certainly well worth it, and they're getting the best at Horgan again because they're playing him yep. in the hole rather than um, directly. Um, rather than on the wing and they're getting more out of them and 
the only thing that's missing from his game just now is goals, but then he's a creative midfield player, so as long as he's setting up the chances and creating chances for others, then he's doing his job. Yeah, I think that midfield's got quite a lot of freedom to kind of interchange, because you've got Slavka, who can obviously go out wide, Tommy Onga um, seems to be able to drift out as well, drift inside, and again, sports team talks on the fact that Organ and Omi Inga are almost playing as not quite wingers, not quite, they're almost kind of playing almost in the channels, mm-hmm. um, which kind of creates a different kind of problem in terms of who picks them up. And as you said, yeah, McNulty, terrific form. Clean sheet against a, a Motherwell team that's been playing really well and they, they limited Motherwell to a few chances. Yeah. Well, looking at the form table and the, the Premiership, so you've got Celtic, obviously, have got four wins and a draw. Rangers have got three draws and two wins. Aberdeen have got one win, a loss and three, three draws. Command have got a win, two draws and two losses. Hearts have got a win, a draw and three losses. Hibs have got four wins and a draw. So yep. they're without doubt the form team in that top six just now. Yeah, aye, the international break's coming at their own time for them. Yeah, probably is a good time for everyone else <coughs> above them, um, ourselves included. But touching back in the Rangers come on again, but it was a a bit meaty, to say the least. Do you think? Well, as I touched on earlier, Rangers don't like the physical side, so yeah. and Kamarnik are physical. Yeah. Maybe at times, yeah, there was a one or two challenges that maybe were a bit hard, but the I don't think there was any red cards in the game or anything. It should have been a red card. And Kamarnik's side, uh, Colton, though, maybe a lucky against McElhinney. <laughs> yeah, I don't think. I mean, yeah, there was a couple of. The only possible win was um, right. This was after the whistle went. Um, Broadfoot's putting his um, putting his foot right down the back of um, of Morales's leg and Morales reacts. Um, potentially that's something that could have been brought up, but for referees not seeing it, um, then he can't give it. So it'll be interesting to see if the compliance officer is working um, and if the, if she pulls in up. But we'll just need to wait and see. But. A decent point for Kamal, although they were leading, but um, they would have taken a point given the fact that last game I brought they lost 5 0. So, um, but yeah, Rangers, t- last chance the title went on Sunday, let's be honest, on Saturday, let's be honest. Although, I don't even think it was the year <laughs> before the weekend, but I, um, yeah, but yeah, Celtic late, late show again. That- it's no surprise. Yeah. Except many light goals of Celtic scored over the years. Yeah, exactly. Um, you just had the feeling, even when you looked at the scoreline at 90 minutes plus three, you still thought, when's the goal coming for Celtic? <laughs> um, and it came actually after Dundee tried a wee breakaway. Um, it didn't quite work, and then Celtic got their end. Good bit of play by Forrest and pulled it by Edward finishes and prompted a a celebration from Lennon that saw him go all the way to the, his fans, such was his relief, and prompted um, a backlash against Tom English online because he said the celebration was over the top. Do you know what? Football's a passionate <laughs> game. Did yeah. he do anything really wrong? No. He, he goes to celebrate. I mean, it's not as if he's went in the fans. He, he, he can't do it right anyway. And, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't mind him. He's someone I've never. Uh, I don't see the point in getting worked up. I'm full get worked up too easily. Yeah. By him, he's. I think he's an asset to coach football. Mm-hmm. 
I think he's definitely mellowed since his first spell at Celtic. Um, like when he first came in, he was building up the um, every wins against his mentality, and not, and it, it went into overdrive with the the referees, etc. But he's even calmed down in that side of things. I mean, I know he had one little rant last season against Kilmarnock, but um, I think overall he's. He's certainly mellowed this season. Um, I mean, he was. I think he's enjoying it. He's enjoying being back. That's yeah. a big thing. Yeah. He's got a smile on his face, and I think there's a wee bit of nervousness in there as well, keeping him because mm-hmm. he, he obviously knows that he's basically there to finish off what Rogers started in terms of the if to win the treble, treble. But um, hoping obviously there's major disappointment in that in the uh, 14th of April. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's hope that. Um... It's bad news from that day. Um, you get the feeling that's his job interview, though, that game. Well, he's not got a particularly great record, has he, Lambden? Yeah, he's had a couple of semi-final defeats, which Chris pointed out. Um, two of his victories at Hamden were against Aberdeen, so... Um, we can't yep. get too carried away. Um, but as we said when the draw was made... I think Aberdeen got a better chance of beating them in a semi-final than a final. So, look forward to it. Bring it on. Um, yeah, positive as a bell for Celtic. McGregor's back for them. Tierney's yeah. now playing more games, getting fit but again. Yeah. I still think at centre-back, that's the place where you hurt Celtic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's hope so. Yeah. Um, but looks as though... And then Dundee... What is that? No, I just said, I was just going to say it looks as though they're going to win league, but um, yeah, Dundee, sorry, four defeats in a row. Yeah, just yeah, poor. Yeah, and I'll be hoping that St. Martin don't win the game in hand. Um, because it's all the point. Oh, eh? I definitely. Um, has that been rearranged yet? Actually, I've not like read I've anything. Seen anything. About it, um, Tommy Wright was hoping that it gets played like next week before um, before the next round of Premiership fixtures, because obviously Scotland have got the games on Thursday and Sunday, um, and there's some international football still going on until Tuesday, because this week of football rubbish. But um, St Johnson and Man don't really have many international players that will be affected, so you'd imagine they'll fit the game in then, because um, there's not many, because there's. Um, there's only three cards left. There's only three rounds of games you get next Saturday, or so next Saturday, Sunday, um, then the following midweek, and then the following weekend, and then it's the Scottish Cup semi-finals after that. So they'll need to get the that game in the next week, whether it be Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah. It's suitable for everyone, I think. Aye, did you see Mark and Tyre as well complaining about the time added on? Do you think he'd have still been complaining if Dundee had scored the chance? Exactly. You know, um, if. Uh, At the end of the day, the six minutes, um, I mean, we all have our say in injury time. I, th- I personally think a lot of the injury time has to do with what the score is. Um, but the injury time for both teams to do something, you know, if Dundee aren't interested in winning the game and just holding it for an L, well, that's Jim McIntyre's problem, not <laughs> anyone else's. But um, yep. they still, to be fair, they had a couple of breaks to try and win the game, but it didn't come off for them and they get punished. Um, but you've got to keep going. Um, but Dundee they've got a big game after the international break they're away to St Mirren next game so 
that's going to be a humdinger and then St Mirren have got Hamilton away yeah. the following week Aye, so St Mirren have got favourable fixtures going into this spot Well, on paper uh, Championship then a few games called off Yeah, there was only one game on um, between Falkirk and Thistle a point a point each doesn't really suit either of them. They've not moved further enough away, although Falkers went level with Queen of South now, but Queen of South will get games in hand. Yes. Um I see Falkirk and Morton have finally reached the, an agreement on McKinnon. Mm-hmm. Obviously they left, but I think there was Yeah. Uh, finance was a, an issue in terms of the, the fee that Falkirk paid. Mm-hmm. And also maybe the way it was done as well. Um, on the subject of Morton, no credit to Morton. Uh, the weekend, they honoured the hospitality um, for Saturday. Obviously, they said if the game was going to be called off, you'll still get your hospitality, plus you'll get hospitality for the... I think it was either a rearranged fixture or another fixture before the end of the season. Mm-hmm. So that's looking after your fans. Yeah, nah, good on them. My mate, it was a Morton fan, was gutted. He had not put hospitality for Saturday. There. I think he's got it the last game of the season or something like that. He was like... He loves a bargain. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. So, yeah. Credit to them for doing that. Um, you'd imagine if Morton yeah, had, had only won the game won. Yeah. You'd imagine if Morton had won that game, then they would have probably been safe. But if Allah were to go win that, they could have pulled right back in it. So, be interesting to see what happens in the, the main fixtures. Um, well, he says that uh, the last day of the season is relegation day. He's convinced they're getting relegated. And he actually <laughs> said they would quite enjoy them being in League One and maybe winning games. I tried to say to him, he obviously sees the championship more than us or me because he's obviously a modern fan. He goes to games, but when you look at the table, see, like it doesn't look like there's a lot between most teams. Even Ayr, I mean, a modern, a modern much worse than mm-hmm. what Ayr are. Probably not. Um, I think the top three, yeah, probably not the top three even. I think Ross County and Dundee United are probably a wee bit ahead um, in terms of size of club. The backing that they get as well, maybe personnel. But I don't know as much as the rest of them. Yeah. Dundee United and Ross County play tomorrow night, so um, I'd imagine that's Dundee United's last chance of calling themselves back in the title race. Um, and then Ross County, after that, are preparing for a cup final um, at the Caledonian Stadium on Saturday against Kona's Key Nomads, who have something like 400 odd miles to travel up for the game for a neutral venue. As much as we don't maybe agree that Welsh teams and Northern Ireland teams, etc., should be in the competition, that's an argument for another day. It's not really fair that, you know... Where would you have had it played then? A Scottish competition? Well, in Scotland, obviously, but why up in Inverness, you know, where Ross County only have to travel um, 30 miles? And Cone is going to have to travel 400. That should probably be... You know, in the central belt, like Fir Park, like it was for Dundee United and St Myrna a couple of years ago, something like that. But um, maybe that's their way of trying to say to the, the Welsh teams we don't want to be in the competition anymore. Because how much is that going to cost them to go up? Probably silly money. Probably not. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how much money they get for being in the competition or how much they get for being in the final, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, to be honest, it's a competition that's lost the plot. Um, you know, we've had the, you know, the the Bohemians farce, um, you know, with their game getting postponed initially because their season had finished three weeks earlier, and then it get postponed in the new year, um, 
seven minutes before it was due to kick off. Um, you know, you've had the Dunfermline going to, I think it was Boreham Woods, and they had to play the game early so they didn't stay overnight and spend even more money because they're already operating at a loss for that fixture. It's just. No. Yeah. I understand the Colt team's argument. Elite. Not these teams from. No. Aye. Uh, League One, or both. Straight solid. Yeah. It's only a matter of time, isn't it? Aye. Yeah. Just waiting for a trophy there, aren't they? Yeah. And I think Stenis Muir's. Any chance they had of finishing um, away from the bottom is. Oh no! So then again, the level points we've been. Ah, no, they're all right. Yeah. It's it's. And breaking, I've got two. In Even double. They have, but you've got to win them. But I don't, I don't know. I think that was you, a even, sucker win, though, losing at home to Stranraer when they could have brought Stranraer. They could have went above them, and I don't know. Well, you've still got seven games left mm-hmm. for most teams. Yeah, true. So even the likes of Dumbarton and Airdrie aren't safe. I think Dumbarton will be all right. <clears throat> but that's the walk to play for I would say in there mm-hmm. yeah, Forfar's the team that's on form right now um, no they've gone into second ahead of Wraith Rovers having beaten them um, yep. yeah so if they keep that form up they'll fancy themselves in the playoff although I think it'll be much harder um, whether it be Partick, Falkirk or Queen of South or even Morton dare I say it aye or if I'll yeah. somehow get out of it League two. Yeah, Edinburgh City get beat by Annan. Annan again are an, an unformed team in League Two just now. Um, Aye, good one for Clyde in Queen's Park. Yeah. Well Clyde would have needed it after obviously um you know the six points or four points deduction that they had, but they're still eleven behind Peterhead, having played the same number of games and six behind Edinburgh City, albeit with a game in hand. It's gonna to be tough, but They'll just look for, they'll just willing to build a momentum for the playoffs. And although Annan are only five points behind them, mind you, because their form is incredible. Um, they're eleven clear of Elgin, albeit Elgin have a game in hand. But you'd imagine that Annan's is a, a showing for that playoff. Yeah, I think Peterhead are going to win the title, and then aye, it's yeah. just aye. As you well, we're second, third, and fourth. Yeah. Aye. Uh, Scotland squad obviously got announced. You touched on it. Yeah, yeah, mentioned it in the blog last week. Um, there's been a couple of withdrawals. Um, Jordan Archer went out. Liam Kelly came in. Um, Mulgrew was out injured. We kind of thought that would happen. Um, Stuart Finlay came in. I think that's a deserved call up. Um, who was the other one that withdrew? Bannon, uh, Barry Bannon, that's right. Oh, that's... I never even know it was Barry Bannon had called off. Oh, well. Yeah. Uh, Andy Robertson's obviously had to treatment on the was it wisdom tooth or something like that. But he's still hoping to be in Kazakhstan. That, that's a, the type of role model you want. The guy setting an example. Yeah. He's playing, obviously, Liverpool, competing in, for Champions League, maybe getting to the final, competing for the league, and he still wants to be there. So, great attitude. Yeah. Great to see Yank even as well. I was talking trying to get Scotland to charter a flight to go over, so mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Um he's got a great attitude, Robertson, and obviously um his background, but you you just gotta hope that he's fit, but if if he's not then you know Kieran Tane will be in at left back. Um 
I would imagine Tierney would play right back if Robertson was fit to play. Um, because no harm to O'Donnell and Liam Palmer, but you know Tierney's a dependable pair of hands in there um, for right back. Even if it's not his natural position, he did do it well there under Strachan a um, couple of years ago. Yeah, well, I'm we can uh, Chris and me called it last week. I'm not Chris and me called it last week in terms of playing the call ups. It might happen. Uh, Palmer was one that I mentioned because I'd seen that he'd been mentioned for a while, mm-hmm. um, and he was certainly keeping him playing. So doing well for Sheffield Wednesday. So yeah. I don't think he'll throw him in um, for his debut. I think O'Donnell will probably play right back. Yeah. I don't get um, the Stephen Fletcher situation. He's been left out because uh, um, he's managing an injury, but he scored for Sheffield Wednesday midweek last week. He scored at the weekend again, but he's not in this squad. I mean, he may not Griffiths, have played. Remember, there was a Griffiths as well. He was supporting, but then maybe later on it resulted in maybe other things as opposed to actual physical injuries. But yeah, I don't know if it's something to do with the. Pla- I mean, the plastic pitch excuse um, coming in. Um, it's probably it's been used a bit Fletcher and obviously with the fact they've got San Marino next they've figured well he's not needed for San Marino but I don't know I mean I think a lot of talk is that um, Oli Burke will be the one that starts up front and it's a, it's a choice between him make Burnley make Nolte, um and Johnny Russell and I think to be fair I would go with Oli Burke just now the only thing that I worry is that he's not a natural goal scorer but I've not been convinced from McDuck Burnley at all at a national level. Um, and I doubt they'll start McNally, obviously. I think it'll just probably be one up front. I think he'll go with two up front. He only goes with two up front, maybe against Sam Marino. Yeah, I think I think for the Kazakhstan game, they'll go for the 4-2-3-1. Um, you know, that's that's a tried and tested formation. It worked in the last couple of games against uh, Albania and Israel. Um, I'd imagine... Um, McGregor will now start that game. Um, it's coming into, and that Forrest and Fraser will be in the wings. It's John McGinn's been playing well with Aston Villa. Three goals in the last two games. Armstrong. I think. I that, thought I'd read that Fraser was injured. No, I think he's. I think there was talk that he might miss the, um, Kazakhstan game because of the plastic pitch again. But I think if he's fit, he starts. I, would hope I don't so. know why I thought I'd seen someone say that he was doubtful for the first game. Scott McKenna's doubtful. I'd seen that, but maybe I, I don't know. I thought I'd seen someone online there saying that Fraser was doubtful. So we'll see. Hopefully he's not, because he's definitely someone that yeah. um, would be McKenna, valuable in terms of the team. Yeah, and I hope McKenna's playing, because him and Bates, I thought, looked, pretty, looked as though they could build something together as a partnership. Because mm-hmm. um, Bates was very impressive the last game too, and he's been doing well with Hamburg. So we'll see how it happens. Um, and thanks to everyone who's been voting on Twitter and Facebook on the respective polls relating to these two Scotland games. So on Twitter, because you get four options, I just asked how many points you think they'll pick up. Seventeen uh, percent said two or less. Surely they're not going to drop points in San Marino. Three um, percent said three, three points. 23% said they'll take four points and 57% says they would take the maximum six. Yeah, and Chris says if we don't take six points, we should chuck football. <laughs> or was it not if we didn't get um, if we didn't get three points for the two games, I think he said that, which I understand. If we drop points to San Bernardino, then yeah, we should forget it. <laughs> games of Bogo. Um, 
and I'm just pulling up the Facebook one. The Facebook one, you only get two options, and it, it was just a simple question. Um, can we pick up the maximum points from both games in Kazakhstan and San Marino? And at 27 votes, um, 19 said yes, 8 said no. Is it, it's a game getting shown on BBC? Highlights on BBC. Sky have got the two games live. Oh, Sky. And the first one's... It's the anyway, isn't it? Aye, played. Yeah, three o'clock on Thursday and five o'clock on Sunday. Yeah. I've got yeah, my tickets for all the home games. Yeah, I don't think I'll bother. I don't know. I've just I'm no still no feeling the excitement. Yeah. Maybe it'll change. It'll, I I'll still probably watch it, but I don't know. I, don't. I, I feel bad because I used to I used to get uh, have a go at folk when they were like, Oh, I can't get bored anymore and I'm kinda of like that way. But then the games come up, and then I'm like, oh, a wee bit. But I don't know. I find myself drifting out of it more and more. Mm-hmm. It's understandable why people do get disillusioned because um, McLeish wasn't a popular appointment um, for a lot of reasons. Um, but I think the fact that we got that win over Israel and secured a, a second chance through that playoff in a year's time, there's a wee bit of optimism that we could actually do it this time. Um, I think. As I said in the blog, I think we need to win these first three games, including the two this week. You know, none of this yeah. a draw will do pish. You know, it's held us nope. back for so long. Um, it's the three teams that are ranked below us in in the group. Um, we should be looking to get three points in e- each game because we've then got two double headers against Belgium and Russia, um, and you've got to go into the, that game with nine points. Rather than try and make the points up against Belgium and against Russia. Oh, I definitely. The, to be fair, the squad, I would say, there's no one I think has been harsher left out. I think it's probably as good a squad as you could pick. Yes, I think it's. I mean, there was arguments that Ryan Jack possibly should have been in. Um, I think, in that respect, he's maybe a wee bit hard done by over Barry Bannon. Because um, Bannon's, again, another one that's not really done it a lot for Scotland. Different type of midfielder, Bannon, yeah. I would say to Jack, though. Yeah, true. You know, you've got McTominay in there, you've got Shinny. Yeah, John Flex playing well with Sheffield United, they're second in the championship in. just now. So, um, no Rangers players in the squad? No. Well, one, obviously we know why. Um, he says it's because of an injury, I think it's sent off because of his sending off, or his um, punishment by the SFA for the Lewis Ferguson incident, but I suppose we need to treat him, take him as face value, but a great opportunity for Scott Bain to nail down number one for both club and country and that would cap a remarkable turnaround for a goalkeeper that was released by Craig Brown in 2011. Yep. Uh, I think we've actually managed to fit in this podcast under an hour for the first time in... <laughs> yeah. I think certainly this year probably. Mm-hmm. I don't actually think there's anything we've left out that we wanted to speak about, which is art. Yeah, I don't think so. No, I'll I'll just bring up some quickly because um, I know we don't like talking about English football much, but I had a wee day out with my dad down at Preston North End. Um, my dad's a Preston fan, and I've got a soft spot to him because of that reason, and they've got great Scottish connections. And they won one 0 thanks to the last minute winner, um, and I managed to pop the goal. <laughs> it was just it was just a good day. Um, I like going down to deep deal, and they've put themselves in with. A really good chance of promotion, actually, because they were bottom of the league in September and they're only out the, out the playoffs in goal difference. And it just shows what happens in 
that mm-hmm. league's a bit cutthroat the way they go through managers like confetti at times but Preston have stood by Alex Neil because um, they could see what a good manager he is the third smallest budget in the league or seventh in the table so yeah good well done Preston Aye no good to hear I mean especially if you're talking about that with uh, the championship and how kind of bizarre league is it obviously Leeds have been getting all the praise in the world this season with Biesla but Leeds are third in the table now yeah, that's what lost, happened at the weekend so yeah, they lost a crucial game against Sheffield United. So, I I was disappointed though. I have to say, because uh, obviously he posted a few photos, a few videos. There was no pie. Yeah, reason. What did? No, tell me. Yeah, well, we'd stopped in Latham St Anne's for a nice meal beforehand, um, and that I was just too full to even contemplate a pie. What were they selling? No, at half time. Well, as far as I can see, mainly pies. Aye, but what did you buy? Oh, of course, aye. Yeah, so so I ordered a Fanta, um, but I got a frozen Fanta in in Preston. Not Barcelona, not Milan, not not, uh, Lisbon, Preston in March. Was it supposed to be frozen? I don't think so. I think it's been in there for a week. And <laughs> in the freezer for the week. Yeah, it looked like it. It didn't defrost until after the game when they get in the camp at the heating up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Oh. Could you imagine if that happened um, up here? At, like, I don't know. Our broth, frozen fan at our broth. Can you see many people queuing up for that? I don't know where it looked too good. We are at Preston, to be fair. No, it was absolutely Look. bucketing down. Um, yeah, it's that's just typical Lancashire weather, but it was teaming it down from the minute I left Scotland. To be perfectly honest, How did, uh, was Stockley playing? He played. He played sixty-eight minutes. Um, he was pretty ineffective, and then get took off. Um, but Brandon Barker came on and um, and did pretty well. What other ex-Premier League players were, or sorry, ex-Scottish Premiership players were playing? Liam obviously. Liam Moult. Moult didn't yeah. off the bench. Um, Daniel Fisher, the right back, he got booked at the end of the half for dissent, and the referee actually said to him, "Calm it down, or I will end up booking you." And he still continued. So referee said, "Okay, oh, yeah. you were warned," but he actually uh, had a pretty solid game. Aye, uh, any interesting chance? I didn't. Repeat? I didn't really notice. I mean, Birmingham fans were saying that um, is this a library? Because, um, because the atmosphere wasn't always great, but no, I didn't really notice. Many chance to be perfectly honest. They're not as they're not as quirky as us up here. No, I uh, thought they were. I thought Lancashire they would they would have a bit about them. I don't know. I think it depends on the club. Um, ah, who are playing? Yeah, Birmingham took a great support, five thousand. Oh, yeah, that yeah. is impressive. Yeah, um, out of a seventeen thousand crowd at Deepdale. Do you know what's refreshing? This week we've actually not spoke about any off-the-field incidents. Yeah, that's good. Or refereeing decisions too yeah, much. Yeah, aye, and speaking of that, you know, you noticed I was talking about it's a bottle of um, Fanta that I had. So, yes. in Scotland, you're not allowed to have bottles like that in case they're thrown out, thrown in the park as a missile. So it just shows that there's some things that's a wee bit different down there that they can trust fans. 
Um, <laughs> Yours would have caused some damage if it was frozen. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, aye. In the wrong hands, that would have been dangerous. <laughs> so, aye. No, I'm glad you had a good time. You actually got to finally see Preston win as well. Yeah, first time in six visits <laughs> over a period of eight years. <laughs> yeah, it was aye. good. Oh, good. Yes. How about Talbot? How did they go on the weekend? The game was postponed on the day before because of the weather, so they didn't get to play. So it replayed this weekend because it was a, a cup game. So they're going to be playing thirty the, games in thirty days or something. Yeah, the way it's going, the way it's going, uh, Talbot playing this season, that season. <laughs> um, hi, it's just it's staggering. Uh, the more games that they've still got to play and then that didn't help at the weekend the fact that it's a, a postponed cup tie and the rule is with the juniors if the, the match is postponed it needs to be played the following weekend to get it to get it played so aye but basically it'll, it'll, it'll get to the point where it'll be a Monday, Wednesday, Saturday that Talbot will be playing games so mm-hmm. yes that's going to be harsh but yeah, yeah I've done used to. Just one day, and that's the that's what happens when they keep winning the scores. Yeah, uh, they've got. I mean, um, yeah, if they're winning games, they certainly won't be complaining about being tired. <laughs> no. but then I suppose they're playing games instead of their training. Yes, aye, which they would probably rather do because mm-hmm. it's funny you see some of them on uh, on social media, and aye, I think they're training. I think quite. For that, I was going to say part-time outfit. They are part-time, I suppose, but obviously they're probably maybe even more part-time than maybe some of the other the more you know, professional teams, I want to say, but they're, I don't know, two, maybe two nights a week. Just, um, I think the, the training sessions are pretty tough going. Yeah. We obviously had Sean on, and he kind of spoke a wee bit about it in terms of, yeah, there's, there's no, no, much, uh, no much change given it, the training, the, the, the trainers of play. Yeah. Um, just to end on a bit of a funny note um, just looking over Twitter so Scotland's um, the SFA account or Scotland National Team account on Twitter said wishing you a happy St Patrick's Day and it showed a couple of random victories for Scotland against Ireland and Northern Ireland Northern Ireland FA replied so many goals and not one of them got you to a major tournament Scotland National Team <laughs> Scotland National Team responded we'll send a postcard from FIFA Women's World Cup this summer to which Northern Ireland said, please do address it to our manager. Thank you, have his details. <laughs> Brilliant. So I think uh, Northern Ireland won that, yes. hands down. <laughs> See, that's where Scotland yeah, are yep. at. We can't even win a Twitter argument. I know. Oh, yeah, it's, it's not good at all. No, oh, oh, I mean, yeah, we can just under an hour, right? So there was a thing on Twitter that I posted on the... Uh, the WhatsApp group we've got. Would you be the most hated player, but earn thirty thousand pound to play a week to play for your team? It's guaranteed that they'll lose every game. <laughs> yeah. Guaranteed to lose every game for thirty grand a week. <laughs> hmm, <laughs> that's tempting. <laughs> <laughs> Do, do you know, has someone been watching an old um, episode of the Sky One series Dream Team? Because that used to happen all the time. <laughs> uh, possibly. I'd seen it earlier. Just, I think someone must have retweeted it. And I was like, 
Yeah. Craig directed a podcast and he was like, yeah, no doubt he, he would do Hi. it. Yeah. We tried to get uh, Craig on tonight at the last minute, but he says he can't. Washing his hair. Aye. <laughs> Although, hopefully we'll have a special guest coming up. But I'll keep that under oh. my hat for now. Keep under your hat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were hoping, obviously, to get Andy on, but uh, he will come on at some point, but the Highland Derby get obviously postponed, so we'd, we'd yeah. try and, we would like to try and get him on when that the weekend after. Mm-hmm. That fits by, though we don't know when the fits, I don't know if that one's been rescheduled either. <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot of time to fit it in. Anyway, that's it's just ticked over the 60 minute mark, so we've done uh, alright. We have, so I've just joined. Yeah, cheers. Thanks for listening, guys. Mm-hmm.